Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to the Hellmouth. Hi, I'm your host, David Lindley. This is the Buffy podcast that still doesn't feel bad for Buffy. Show. Hellmouth. Hellmouth. <laughs> I mean, only Spike does. Literally no one else does. <laughs> it's true. Not even Buffy. <laughs> No, <laughs> just Spike. It's just Spike. And I'm looking at this interaction and I'm like, but no, she's trash. And the show's trying to gaslight me and be like, no, no, no. Spike is right. They did mean things to Buffy. I'm like, they didn't though. <laughs> we saw it happen. This is season seven, episode 20, Touched. Original air date, May 6, 2003. Touched is the episode's title. Much like Get Her Done, another excellent... <laughs> Excellent show name. <laughs> I mean, I would say that quite a few people get it done this episode. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> the amount of touching is substantial. It's high. Oh, it's very high. <laughs> so, yeah, they weren't wrong. Let's say that. Yeah, yeah. This, um, I sort of feel like nothing happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a continuation of last episode. In that yeah. it's just kind of boring. Which is interesting because, like, I didn't remember really what was going to happen. I right? figured not, yeah. No. And, like, this has an 8.9 on IMDb. <laughs> what? And I have to imagine it's just because of that speech Spike makes to Buffy. Because all the Buffy so. fans are like, this is why we are all still invested <laughs> in this. Oh, strangest thing. So yes, nothing is happening. And it starts out with Buffy, who's going to go after Caleb herself. And we are at Shea Summers and it is devolving into chaos, Michaela. Handheld shaky cam chaos. So much handheld shaky cam, which is not something that they frequently do in this show. It's to set the mood. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's arguing with everyone else. No one is agreeing with anything. And this is the tenor of the episode. They lack strong leadership now that they cruelly and for no good reasons kicked Buffy out of her own house. Speaking of Buffy, though <laughs> and kicking people out of houses <laughs> the wackiest thing happens Buffy is sad that she got kicked out so she's like you know what would make me feel better kicking someone else out of their house it's so <laughs> so unsympathetic and the entire time she breaks into this house and is creeping around and then is like, oh, I didn't realize anyone was here in this house that I have no familiarity with. Get yeah. out of your house. It doesn't belong to you anymore. I had it happen to me, so it's okay to do to other people. Then where's the tab? Like, what the fuck, Buffy? And like, sure, should this man probably leave Sunnydale? Yeah. Is it still his house? It's still his house. Yeah, it's still his. If he wants to stay, he can stay. It very much seems difficult to steal a house traditionally, right? <laughs> you can't just come along and take a house. And Buffy manages it. She manages a very difficult crime. With minimal violence. Yeah, good job minimal her. Minimal to no violence, I would say. Oh man, what the fuck, <laughs> Buffy? What are you doing? 
I will say that I was excited that Felicia Day got not one, but multiple lines this episode. A bunch of lines, a bunch of silly fashion. I've got it much later in blurry, but still madness. But her, her like striped sweater over her light blue shirt with this frill going up it like a sash is just bizarre. I think we can all thank our stars that she isn't wearing some sort of absurd slouchy hat. Yeah, no hats that really on display. Was, yeah, yeah. So that's an improvement, but it is still complete madness they, complete that they've got her wearing. Madness. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we go back to the spooky church where Spandrew are, and this Ooh, is a nice. pairing that I am shipping pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm here for it. It's your classic... Andrew is being annoying. Spike probably wants to kill him, but he won't. And you know, he's sort of playing along with Andrew's whole I spy shtick. (laughs) They've probably been in this same room for who knows how many hours. There aren't very very many things in it, but Andrew still wants to play I spy. (laughs) Tapestry. It's the only (laughs) thing. So yeah, Yeah. we've got the shaky cam happening back at the Summer's house. Kennedy's getting butthurt when Faith doesn't want to listen to her very much. Blah, blah, blah. We get some bringer (sighs) world building. What do they even say about the bringers in this scene? So this is Caleb talking to the first, and we get our first hint that maybe Buffy hasn't been killing actual people the entire time. There is something mentioned about a transformation, and Caleb makes an offhand remark about possibly them not having sweat glands anymore. And you're like, even if that's a joke, this seems to imply that they are, like, drastically changed from being people. Which is an important distinction, you would think, in a show that is really about a heroine who doesn't kill people. Well, the whole time, the show has 100% been pretending that these are not people, right? (laughs) Like, there's, there's no mention of... Of like, oh, we can't kill them. They're just people. They're treated like monsters. But it's all through omission and never yeah. th- actually addressed until this episode. This is the first we hear about them maybe not being 100% normal people with fucked up eyes. And... This was such an easy thing to put in so long ago. You know, Giles shows up with information about the first contained in that we have some line about, oh, and when the first, you know, does whatever it does to the bringers, like they're no longer human. They're changed into blah, blah, blah. Right? It'd be such easy exposition. It's like, it's like a 10 second line. But no, they didn't do that. They were just like, no one cares about these guys. Maybe people decided to care and they were like, oh, we better tell (laughs) everyone they're not people. This is getting pretty awkward. I mean, that's definitely something that we've known all this time and just (laughs) didn't share. That's why Uh, we didn't tell anyone. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, we've known all along, guys. Don't don't you worry about that. Got it. Yeah, so the the bringers are here and they're like they're doing something to the stone in the vineyard. Yes. So like they're trying to cut it or they're like trying to weld it. There's a lot of sparks (laughs) of flying, you know? A lot of sparks. (laughs) I think they've got an angle grinder. Yeah, that would make sense. That they're using on a stone instead of jackhammers or sledgehammers. And I the I think what we'll probably learn later is that there's something that they want to take out of something mm-hmm. and they can't do it with their hands. Right. So they've they've got these like grinders or these cutters to do it. The actual Scoobies have, you know, not Spike and Buffy. <laughs> the actual Scoobies 
have decided to capture a bringer and thus hopefully learn more about them. Like, maybe whether they're people or not. Not actually that. But, you know, uh, other things. So that's fine. So, like, I understand that definitely gathering more information is always better. And I get, you know, Faith thinks to herself, okay, what could we do? We could get somebody and then torture them for information. That's a good plan. That's a Faith plan, right? Mm-hmm. And fine. That I, that feels like something Faith would want to do. But the whole time I was just like, what are you going to learn from this bringer? Like, what could you possibly learn that you don't already know or isn't going to help you at all? Oh, the first just stays up constantly talking about its weaknesses. Oh, thank goodness you rescued me from that hell of knowing exactly what the first's weaknesses are. Yeah. And, I mean, this this whole plan really doesn't work, which makes me happy in sort of a strange way, because it would have been kind of unsatisfying if it actually worked, I guess. That's true. So this plan, capture a bringer, they do so in most heroic fashion. Giles lassos one around the neck. And then I've got a picture called plaid pants, because one of the the potentials is dressed with these, like, Swiss curling team pants on. Yeah, they're very, very plaid. Loud, I would call them. Loud I like that you've you've got Giles with his lasso (laughs) in the background here. It's phenomenal. Very casually, yes. What is Giles doing here? Of all the people, like, send P-Wood, you know? <laughs> so, yes, send P-Wood, except now Faith is in charge, and she has plans for P-Wood that involve him not dying to a bringer attack. Giles? Giles no such so plans. Much. Yeah. 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 Well, not that we know of. That's true. Yeah. She has not daddy such issues. overt plans. Yeah. You know, those are yeah. tertiary plans at best. So yes, they <laughs> capture this entire bringer. They take him back to Shea Summers. They shackle him up in the basement with the old family manacles. Post-interrogation, <laughs> though, things have not gone well. Turns out Turns they out. don't have tongues. <laughs> Which, hey, makes a lot of sense. We've never heard them speak. And if you just want essentially a bunch of... They're like worker bees in mm-hmm. a sense, right? Like you don't want those guys to be able to talk. That's that's not at all gonna work out for you. But they can still communicate telepathically because Ooh. they are just fragments of the we, which yeah. I'm assuming doesn't get much more world built than this episode. But it turns out the bringers no. are part of this collective thing, and each one is basically expendable. Yeah, they're hive mindy. And I mean, this is the other thing. Once you have this creepo who's t- talking about being part of the we you can't trust anything he tells you no no he's right? still probably connected to the we in some way like d- regardless of where he is yeah yeah gotta imagine but don don gets another chance to be wildly useful so useful oh my god <laughs> oh, don so she has learned ancient turkish i think <laughs> I don't even know how many languages she's up to at this point. A large number. She's learned about this spell that you can use to communicate with people who can't talk for any reason. And you're like, holy crap, look at this very useful character. Xander, take notes. (laughs) And like... She brings this up, and then Willow's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, I've heard of that spell. And you're just like, why is Dawn the person telling us about this? Why isn't Willow like, oh, I got a spell for that? Two words, Junior Watcher. Junior Watcher, what, what? Watcher in training. She's going into that role very well, it turns out. She's not wearing the best things as she does this, because I've got (laughs) a picture called the best color combo that shows off her 
light pink tank top with a light green sweater on over top of it. And like, in what world, Dawn? <laughs> so it's a lot of pastels all together. Mm. And... You know, I don't hate it that much. I do think it makes her look very young because it's really cutesy. It makes me think that this is an Easter episode. It does really feel like an Easter episode. What did I say? May 6th? It's a little late. That is a bit late. Not too late, we're though. Also Springtime. Currently, we're in Easter, Easter zone, you mm-hmm. and I. Yeah. So... Yeah. They learn about this spell and then Spandrew come back. Uh, Tom Link is continuing to be delightful in every way. Just (laughs) andrewing his face off, really. It's, It's like they basically told him, you just need to do your own thing in these scenes. And like, doesn't matter what everyone else is doing. The plot doesn't really matter. You just be Andrew. He was like, got it, on it. We're going to have 20 to 30 young girls jammed into every room. You just go there, you do your thing, and then you leave at your convenience. You know what? You do you. These girls will all just watch you. Pretend they're not even there. You don't need to interact with them. (laughs) It's basically like they're not there most of the time. Spike is not super plussed. To hear that Buffy has been kicked out of the house. He calls them all (laughs) traitors. Oh man, he is real mad. I really love Willow trying to lie to him though. (laughs) Because it's very poorly done on Willow's part. And like, Spike probably wasn't going to buy it either way. But we've, Willow has been shown to be a terrible liar many times. That's true. So yeah, I liked it. But um, he responds kind of the way Spike deals with things, by punching them, I would say. (laughs) So he and Faith have a bit of a dust-up, let's call it. (laughs) Oh, I'd like it, yeah. I love the way this starts, because Spike does a thing with his arms to, like, protect (laughs) himself, to, like, shut himself off, to make himself seem more intimidating. And because he gives himself a hug. It's like he crossed his arms, but one of his hands is on his... Both of his hands are on his shoulders? So it's funny because Faith is standing in a similar position, but I would say that her hands are sort of like on her waist. Those are actually crossed arms. Yeah, but Spike has to outdo her by like crossing his arms higher up. Yeah, so the hands are on the shoulders. Shoulders, It's like the B-boy stance, and it's just (laughs) so insane. (laughs) But he just casually does it and then starts talking like he's not doing this ridiculous motion and you're like is no one gonna comment on whatever the fuck it is he's doing right there it transitions very easily into backhanding someone if you want to start a fight so i guess it's got that going for it but holy shit maybe that's what it's about it does look very silly yeah but faith isn't gonna put up with his shit oh fuck no they have a fun fight it's good times and spike leaves to cool off and we go into our first segment michaela hit it fads of life you take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the facts of life. The facts of life. Facts of when's the time you got to go and show you grow, and now you know about the facts of life. The facts of life. Okay, cool. Okay, well, about fads. Yep. Are there any pa- fads that passed you by? Any that you clung to long after their due date, perhaps? Yeah, I actually, as a child. Uh, have a lot of bitterness still about this. Excellent. (laughs) Good. Great. I've got a lot of, got a content for you. I would very often get the fad item after the highest part of the fad hype was over. Oh no. And so, you know, everyone has a yo-yo. Yeah. I'm like, I need a yo-yo. I do eventually get a (laughs) yo-yo, but yo-yos aren't as exciting as they were when everyone else had them. Right. 
Everyone else has butterfly clips in their hair. <laughs> I eventually get butterfly clips, but again, not quite as quickly as I would have wanted. You know, mm-hmm. everyone's got their Pokemon cards or their Pogs. <laughs> <laughs> The list is long. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I see. Uh, you know, I'm glad that this has not left you feeling overly bitter about anything. No. Not no. jaded. No. You're a well-rounded adult now. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it'd be weird to be hanging on to all that stuff 20 years later, right? Oh, be That'd crazy. be unhealthy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I will list a more recent example for myself. Uh, I don't think I ever touched a fidget spinner while they were right. cool. And yeah, yeah, yeah. now I've just grabbed one from somewhere at work and I can't put the damn thing down. Mm. Just constantly. And oh. I mean, I fidget with things all the time. I've, I'm currently fidgeting with a, a clothespin. That's what I've got going on in my hands. But like, I've got a bunch of 3D printed crap that I'll just pick up and I don't know, hold while I'm talking during the podcast. So a fidget spinner is good for me. I actually tend to fidget during the podcast as well. So now that makes me wonder if a fidget spinner would be good for me. Uh, not for the podcast, certainly. They're much no. too loud. No, but just in general. Yeah. It's it's funny to hear you talk about it. It really is like, oh, it makes you sound so old. <laughs> and like, because <laughs> like, let me rephrase it for you, okay? Uh-huh. You're like, ah, these damn kids and their fidget spinners. And then the kids get tired with the fidget spinners. They put them down. You pick one up and you're like, huh, well, maybe these kids weren't so wrong after all. I see. Hmm. Now that you've rephrased <laughs> it, I don't like it so much. <laughs> Yeah. Hmm. But hey, you know, that's just the way of things. Sometimes kids and their dumb shit might not be so dumb. I think that's the lesson we can take away from this. I haven't taken that lesson away from this. (laughs) Yeah. Back to the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so, oh, Spike's gonna smell out Buffy. That's... (laughs) He's, he's sniffing, you know? He's That's his... how he found her, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did you... There's like a whole scene, like multiple seconds of him doing smelling face <laughs> outside of the Summer's house. Okay. Did I pay close attention to anything that Buffy or <laughs> no. Spike were doing this episode? Not at all. Was it super boring? Yeah. Birds up. Thumbs down, yeah. birds up. <laughs> I don't think we've ever said that on the podcast. It's a a new (laughs) phrase that we're trying to make popular, kids. Honestly, I think it's spreading. (laughs) It's got got power, you know? Your thumbs are down, flipping the birds, birds are up. up. There you go. Can't do them both at once. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Thumbs down, birds up. Because otherwise you're just just giving yourself the bird. No, it's... I mean, that's thumbs do down. The kids even, do the kids even know what the bird is? Is that a... <laughs> I don't think so. They'll <laughs> learn, damn a... it. They'll learn. <laughs> yeah, they'll figure it out. So yeah, oh, Andrew's boy. speaking with the voice of the bringers and there's the exposition around them that makes me think, oh, maybe these people aren't actually people, which is good. Um, something, something... If late. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something, something building an armory under the ground and you're like, oh, that's, that's interesting. Okay, good. So it's like surprisingly useful information, mm-hmm. right? From this guy who practically in the same breath told you that he was part of like this hive mind consciousness ah. that is an aspect of the first. You know, I see where they went wrong now. Yeah. <laughs> And you're sort of like, well, okay, if it's true that they're building this arsenal, probably a good idea to figure out what's going on there, right? Right. Like, that sounds bad, lots of weapons. But, like, you basically had to do nothing 
to get this information, which should worry you. Ah, the traps, you know? Plans within plans. Plots within plots. I think where they went wrong here is they thought to themselves, well, the vineyard is clearly a trap. <laughs> and like, they can't set two traps. Can't set two traps? That's too many traps. That's too many traps. Yeah. I was pretty shocked when, you know, they get this information from the bringer and he's not fighting them. He's giving information freely and Giles just cuts his throat. Yeah. Giles is not a nice person. Yep. That's it. That's enough of that. I mean, now he can't be more depressing. <laughs> True. And I mean, did they have him a did they have a way to get him out of Andrew's brain? Hard <laughs> to say. They didn't really think that one through. Yeah, when he started talking through Andrew, uh, <laughs> things have gone a little bit awry. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Spike shows up in the house Buffy's stolen. Uh, whatever. He tells her that it was <laughs> right Buffy's that she was right stolen. all along. Yeah, this episode, Spike is Buffy's only cheerleader, but by God, is he going to give it his all? Yeah, but all that, it doesn't matter. Fuck it. It's boring. It's dumb. Whatever. Doesn't matter because Giles has a nice moment with Faith. He's like, you know what? I'm proud of you. You're doing a good job. And then we remember the entire point of this episode, which is that the mayor's in it. Yeah. Only good part of this episode. It really is. The <laughs> mayor really is. is here. And I forgot that he was going to be here. And I saw yes. a name in the opening credits and I was like, who's that? It was the mayor. <laughs> oh my gosh. What he says is the end of humanity, Faith, not the end of courtesy. <laughs> I am so happy. He doesn't say like, hell. He says throwing around <laughs> itchy double hockey sticks. He's oh god! And you're just like this guy. This he ah, true ah, leadership, best. as my picture yeah. shows. <laughs> oh man! All of the good stuff in this episode Phenomenal. is right here with the yeah. mayor talking to Faith. <laughs> oh, right. And I mean, yeah, he like he's the first, but he has a perfect memory, or the first has a perfect memory of the mayor, the mayor's life. And so basically, like, where does, where does the first end and the mayor begin, <laughs> right? Like, if this ultimate evil knows everything about someone, can they not sort of become that person in death? Yeah. I Yeah. <laughs> listen, the first is going to try to poison your mind, but it'll make some pretty good points. Yes, there is some stuff. And I'm like, man, this stuff sounds pretty reasonable mm. coming from the mayor. Pretty reasonable. And he's so proud of Firecracker, you know? Oh. He's like, you've done such a good job much better than Buffy ever did kicking her out was the best decision you've ever made that was great now look at you doing so well like saying she's such a great leader and yeah it's it's very much in the theme of like you are better at this (laughs) than Buffy Uh (laughs) which there are like two major things I think that Faith is afraid of and we're gonna hit them both Mm -hmm. one of them is that she'll never be as good as Buffy or live up to Buffy, right? That she's always like in Buffy's shadow. And then later, the mayor says something about how no one will ever love Faith the way he did. (laughs) Which I would guess is another pretty major fear that she's got. I would say so, yeah. So the first doing its normal great stuff. And in the guise of the mayor, we're so happy (sighs) to see it. So happy. Yeah, man. And yeah, there's a lot of talk of like, you think Buffy's gonna just 
lay back and let you take everything from her. She's not going to put up with that. She already tried to kill you once. What's to stop her trying again? She's and you're a like, threat. those are pretty, those are pretty good points yeah. though. Yeah. Like if I was Faith, I'd be pretty worried about that stuff. All of the insight in this show is taken away from Spike and given to the first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it makes surprisingly good points a lot of the time Ooh, that feed just... right into its plans. Ooh, they're too good, the points, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We go back to Buffy and Spike. Ugh. Nothing matters. Buffy does make a light joke about how Spike sexually assaulted her that one time when she's like, you really have trouble with the word no, don't you? Like, what? The what? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if this is her misguided way to try to say that she's put that behind her. <laughs> Because up to this point, like, her and Spike haven't really touched each other at all, Mm -hmm. right? Because, like, you know, he tried to sexually assault her. And then that was basically the last time that they've touched each other. So it's pretty weird. Yeah. And so then, like, this, where she eventually lets him basically just, like, sleep beside her, Mm -hmm. is, like, the step past that. Now, making a... I don't even know if I want to call it a joke... About his inability to listen to the word no is um questionable at best. Yeah. Yeah. She is being a super yeah. downer right now. She's also coming a lot around to the idea that maybe distancing herself from the girls made her into not an awesome leader, which is much needed. <laughs> right. So it seems like she knew that some of them were going to die. And so she, I think she... Th- is saying that she felt like if she got close to them, she wasn't going to be able to handle it when they did die, which I understand, but like you can go too far, Yeah, which is what she's kind of saying. I went too far. Yeah. She was not an awesome leader at all. No, it no. Turned because out really badly. yeah, the other side of that is like, okay, I have no emotional connection to these people. So they're basically expendable, <laughs> which is how it's <laughs> been treated generally. Yep. Yeah. So Spike's entire speech here, I have got summarized as some emotional drivel. (laughs) And then I've commented upon it by saying, gaggeth unto me with a spoon. (laughs) But yes, she asked Uh, him to stay in bed with her for now. And they're both in bed with shoes on. And you're like, guys, come on. It's the end of humanity, Faith, not the end of courtesy. Now, you know, this whole thing of like her forgiving Spike, if you can even call it that. Like, the things that Evil Angel did were always just, like, completely initiated, like, washed away as being that was Evil Angel, that was an angel. Mm -hmm. So we don't even have to consider those when we're considering how we feel about Angel. And I really feel like the show didn't treat Spike the same way. But Spike, oh no, didn't have a soul. No, never mind. Right, I forgot. Yeah, he he didn't. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> he didn't have a soul. That was the whole thing. So he, and he did a very bad thing. Yeah. And then he went and got a soul. And I mean, Buffy did eventually forgive him for that thing. But like, she definitely like is holding him to a different standard than she did for Angel. Man, Angel did so many worse things too. Uh, he killed Miss Calendar. <laughs> there was that that comic book I read, or that comic anthology I read, and like yeah. one of the stories is just a bunch of vampire hunters going after Angel because he killed oh. the one guy's entire family, and Angel wins because you know that's he's a vampire. Interesting. Do you know? the name of the guy whose entire family he killed no because i'm i'm thinking interesting that's very interesting <laughs> we're gonna get to this oh then. very interesting <laughs> In angel season three Gotta see if i can get my hands on that comic book anthology again <laughs> yeah interesting 
I mean, Angel's killed, like, a lot of people's entire families, yeah. but there's a particular guy whose entire family he killed who's, like, kind of important. Hmm. So then I'm like, I wonder if it's the same guy. This was old-timey. I don't know if that makes any difference. No, no. Okay. That, may, that sounds right, actually, yeah. which... Oh, when you're like, how could that possibly apply, Michaela? Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> I guess we'll we'll see. Yeah, we will wait and see. <laughs> so Faith gets quite spooked by the mayor. He has a bunch of awesome lines, and like th- this whole interaction's great. Her line about him wanting to put the pal in principle is absolutely perfect, but it's not quite as good as her misinterpreting the phrase Achilles' heel. <laughs> heel thing too <laughs> and then he has to be like no it's um oh it's a phrase there's there's this guy no <laughs> oh yeah and then uh. p wood comes in and does a much better job of talking to faith than spike does to buffy except maybe that's mostly because i care much more about this relationship than spuffy spike's whole speech is basically like it doesn't matter what you've done you're great <laughs> And that's why I love you, because of how great you are. Oh, yep. <laughs> and then Peewood's speech is basically, you know, well, he wanted to know who the first was showing up as. And then they have their whole, like, comparing our parental issues thing, which is great for everyone. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then he basically is like, you know, screw Buffy. <laughs> You're the Slayer too. You're a good leader and you can do this. Like I love how frequently P Wood has to repeat the fact that Faith is a Slayer. And like not just to Faith. Everyone keeps just to everyone. And they keep forgetting that Faith is some would say the active Slayer. Some would. Some would say that, yeah. And earlier, when Kennedy was all like, I thought things were going to be different now that Buffy was gone. You're just like, what do you, how do you think this could possibly work if somebody isn't in charge? There's so many of you with so your, all your different opinions. Like, we can't take everyone's opinion into account and then decide where to go from here because we'll be talking for hours. Forever. Yeah. Speaking <sighs> of Kennedy and how she's our favorite no. character, she set up a nice <laughs> night for Willow. Oh, this is post P. Wood and Faith starting to bone down, which I am yeah! on board for. Woo! Uh, so I've started yelling at the screen about Boo, bring back Faith and P-Wood, you know. <laughs> Don't care about this nonsense. Willow breaks it off early. She's not convinced that she can keep, you know, all of her magic bottled up if she experiences a moment of true happiness. And that might have truly apocalyptic <laughs> oh results. She is Angel. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, she is. <laughs> Well, and like, you know, she is so obsessed right now with keeping herself under control that it's very reasonable for her to feel like any loss of control, like regardless of how it happens, could be catastrophic. Mm -hmm. And as usual, Kennedy's like, don't worry, it's not going to (laughs) happen. And you're like, but you don't know that. (laughs) No, no, no. Magic doesn't exist. It's fine. Willow's just very silly. She forgot that time that Willow, like, sucked a bunch of her life energy out to use for a spell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that did happen, right? Mm. Yeah, and then there was, like, some tension that just kind of disappeared. Yeah! They forgot about it, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Well, I think it was after that that Storyteller happened, and, like, we see Buffy, or sorry, Willow and Kennedy having made up. And they're making right. out as Andrew's like admiring the job that the, <laughs> the, the trim. Yeah, the trim on the window. 
Oh, delightful. So the wiki tells me, and I don't know about this, it tells me that this sex scene is the first lesbian sex scene ever shown on network TV. But, hmm. And then I thought to myself, like, what about Willow and Tara? Yeah, because in the but musical is episode- this more- but that's still implied. I guess. And like, is this more overt than that? <laughs> You're talking about like <laughs> fractions of degrees as far as I can tell. Yeah. Because it's pretty clear that oral sex is happening <laughs> like just barely off camera. Like if you get the extended widescreen edition... <laughs> <laughs> hold on to your hats in the musical episode and in this episode it's like we're gonna fade to ba black tastefully after seeing a bit of an unexpected tongue ring on kennedy yeah so i guess that it is really where where you're drawing the line and i have to imagine that like the tv network is very strict about where that line I'm is sure. But I'm, yeah, I'm not defending this statement. I'm just saying that the wiki says it and I don't know how I feel about it. We've got one I more couple know. to set up here on this, you know, episode of first dates or episode of getting it done, whichever one it was. <laughs> of touching? Yeah, Touching something. Anya and Xander <laughs> are sharing a bucket of ice cream while listening to a bunch of people in this house have sex. <laughs> And they're pissed. Well, Anya's very mad. Anya's very mad. I love her opinion that if she and Xander aren't having sex, everyone else should just stop it. I really had to wonder how much of this ice cream they had to eat in this scene. <laughs> Anytime there's eating, it's yeah. just like, you better get this scene right the first time. <laughs> Gonna have a lot of ice cream. Uh, yeah. And I love it yeah. when soon after they are revealed to be going at it. <laughs> ice cream like all over the place, basically. Basically. Yeah. I like, you know, this is nice. It's fun. The like Willow Kennedy, I'm wildly uninterested sure, in. Yeah. I think I would say I would put it below the Buffy Spike thing. Yeah, same. <laughs> but that's just because I hate Kennedy so much. <laughs> but then you got P. Wood and Faith and you're like, yeah, that's a relationship yeah. we can get behind for sure. Because they're perfect for each other. <laughs> they are. She's a slayer yeah. and he's a guy that Buffy liked. <laughs> Caleb does a bit of sermonizing and we learn that he is the first vessel, whatever that means. And we're like, cool, two episodes left, guys. Two episodes, two of them. That's, that's all the explanation I think we're going to get. <laughs> Which is wacky. Isn't it? Because it's basically the first. No, no, it's it's absolutely insane. Because the first is like, you're the only man strong enough to be my <laughs> vessel. But no explanation as to why that is. <laughs> What? What does that or mean? Or what it means? When did he become <laughs> or a like, vessel? Yeah, how did it happen? So many questions, zero answers. What? <laughs> I'll tell you right now, there are going to be zero fucking answers. I mean, I know. When it's five episodes left in the season and Caleb's like, I'm spooky now. And I'm like, okay, that's a bit weird in pacing time. I'm sure that we don't have an episode to cover what it means to be a vessel. But, oh, it doesn't make it less weird. It doesn't. Bottom line is that they're like, we need to explain very briefly. But, you know, we're going to try why this guy is so much stronger than Buffy. It's... And that's it. Barely an attempt. I'm not even sure I would say they tried. <laughs> yeah. No, that's fair. It is barely an attempt. <sighs> we have okay. another, another chance for the writers to remember key pieces of vampire lore. Like, we get so close <laughs> to Spike bursting into flame as he wakes up in what, as far as I can tell, is broad daylight. And it doesn't yeah. happen. 
No, I mean, he's in this second floor room that's got windows. I, I think he even said something out. about having to leave before first light. He said he's going to come and check on her at first light. Right. Yeah, yeah. So the Which light thing doesn't really... is remembered. It's, bef- you know, yeah. he's implying that he'll be up here before the sun comes out to check on Buffy. And Buffy just yeah. fucking pieces, leaving him in the sunshine. She's like, nah, he's going to be fine. I mean, like, how did Spike manage to not wake up as Buffy, like, got out from under his arm? found paper found a pen in this house that is not hers it's not hers she stole it <laughs> right wrote a note left the note and then left oh yeah it's about here that we go into our second segment a little segment i like to call job unfair if everyone keeps treating gandhi like a contagious freak then this isn't an awareness fair it's an awareness unfair oh michaela about job fair you're a science human fair? I am a computerman. Yeah. We've sort of covered yeah. this ground. And I want to know what our backup professions are. Something from childhood, something you think you might still be good at, that sort of thing. Oh, I mean, it's this, right? Podcasting? <laughs> mm-hmm. Isn't that what we're doing here? We're, we're building career backup Backup career? I would love for that to be true. I don't think either of us have the interest in marketing to do even no. a, anything close to that. That's absolutely our downfall. <laughs> We'd have to hire someone to market for us. Yeah, that's going to yeah. be a significant investment for a questionable return. Right, and maybe do like a more topical <laughs> Yeah, we would have to do different <laughs> podcasts. Like Game of Thrones. You know how you Game get of Thrones, listeners? Shit. You do a fuck. But then at the same time, if you're doing a Game of Thrones podcast, you're just like one in a sea of Game of Thrones podcasts. It's true. So I don't know. I don't know. What, how, anyways, that's a joke. I don't think this is ever going to take off. I still enjoy oh, doing boy. it. Oh, uh, boy. Yeah, no. It's very fun. For me, <laughs> it's definitely paleontologist. This was mm. from childhood. And uh, lately I've been reading this blog by this paleontologist who specializes in paleontology art and also has written a bunch of papers recently about pterodactyls and other pterosaurs and like right. oh my god this guy's blog is so good and i'm like i could do it you know i i could go back to school i could put the time in i could go do the field work and it would be so awesome because every day i would come home with new science facts new dino facts yeah. and i would like i'd be able to read papers about dinosaurs which are pr- Honestly, I really enjoy reading them. And it would be professional work. Like, what? Yeah, God. Mark Witten. Anyway, his, his blog will be linked in the show notes. So good. Ah, uh, kind of makes me want to drop everything and just go paleontology. Yeah, I'm sure that Michelle would love to support both of Probably. you while you chase your, your dino dreams. And I'm yeah. gone for large stretches of time, <laughs> trudging through the yeah. Arctic, looking at exposed True. rock shelves. Hoping to find something. <gasps> yep. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think that I would try to find something where I could use my super insight to better effect. Okay. Because I am very good at knowing when someone is lying or knowing how people feel mm. without them telling me. Mm. And I feel like there's a market for that. You've got to be quick, Michaela, because I will tell you right now, the computers are getting very good at this. This is true. And this might be something that puts you out of a job very quickly. Yes. But I mean, I feel like there's a a path there where you're a therapist. You could be a charlatan. 
Oh, true. You could exploit this for profit, like a fortune that's teller. True. I could do a, a sick palm reading. Yeah. yeah. That's what you need to do. Yeah. Dupe people out of their money. Yeah. Oh, I could definitely do seances. It would not be hard. You could do all this oh. sort of thing. Yeah. People love to hunt ghosts, mm. right? If I can communicate with ghosts. That's the shit. That's the shit right there. Yeah. That would be That's a it. very interesting career. I like could you yeah. do that morally? <laughs> no, god no. Oh, it sounds terrible. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's more because... or less what I figured. <laughs> This is the thing. Like, I'm good at reading people's emotions, but, but then once I do that, I kind of feel those emotions. <laughs> <laughs> so doing anything that is, like, dishonest or makes someone feel bad, uh, yeah, that's my nightmare. But then at the end of the day, you have money, which makes you feel good. So there you go. Boom, done. Sure. But, like, me chasing my passion project is a lot easier on Stu mm. than you doing it to Michelle, I, I think. I suppose. Mm-hmm. So you're saying I should become a charlatan. <laughs> I think we both should, right? Yeah. <laughs> Who's going to be able to see through both of us? <laughs> uh, probably no one. All right, let's wrap this here episode up, Michaela. We've got Buffy beginning an assault on the winery that doesn't start with her throwing Molotov cocktails through the windows. She throws a bringer down the stairs and you're like, even the bringer could have been on fire. He could have been on fire. Like, (laughs) there's so many avenues for fire. So many. And yet. (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) And yet, here we are. But yeah, so simultaneously, Buffy's assaulting the vineyard. Faith has taken every potential to go to the arsenal with no scouting, I think. I think she's left some of them at home. Maybe not. Maybe. And yet again, they're like, Willow, you stay here. (laughs) You have to do the most important job, spying Mm. on Buffy without her realizing you're there. And I guess it just it keeps coming back to the thing of Willow is an incredibly powerful witch who can use her magic. And so if we ever bring her, then there's no real danger. (laughs) Yeah. But there are other ways of writing your way around that. I mean, yeah, just have her get hit on the head all the time, guys. (laughs) You know? It's not that hard. It's not that hard. So Buffy is taking a different tack in fighting Caleb this time. She is matrix dodging away from all of Caleb's punches. (laughs) Yeah, so it turns out he's real strong, but he's not that fast. Mm -hmm. Which is quite smart, you know? you can't hurt what you can't hit. And like, this whole thing, Buffy does really well. And it goes great for her. Really well. Man, if she had articulated, like, this plan, she wouldn't have gotten kicked out of the house. No, if she's like, yo, I'm just gonna go in there, you know, kind of zoom around, (laughs) grab some shit. It's all good. I'll be back. Yeah. You guys, you stay here. That sounds fine. Everyone will be like, oh, yeah, cool. Good luck. Good luck. We still have the other Slayer. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, if you die, we're we're covered. Cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, As this is happening, the Potentials are finding a trove of weapons underground. And Michaela, this brings up some questions for me. Mm, Good. So the Bringer told them that there was an arsenal or something they were armoring up underground, right? At the the edge of town. At the edge of town. So Giles is like, we need to find someplace that's at the edge of town that's underground. And as a viewer, we're like, (laughs) okay... Under the high school is in the middle of town, probably. We don't really know. Yeah. The initiative under the university, we don't actually know where that is either. It's usually mm. pretty central. Un- underground yeah, yeah. at the edge of town, that's going to be hard to find. Because the edge of town is arguably the largest part of town. Yeah, by right? far. 
because it's the the circumference Mm -hmm. of the town and it usually gets pretty thin out there so like you know the edge of town is actually pretty wide because things drop off and get more sparse gradually and like we know that there's a cave system somewhere it could be large enough that it's several places at the edge of town Mm -hmm. yeah so like this sounds big they're just there nope they're there they figured it out first place they checked easy peasy what (laughs) yeah what yep all right sure fuck it fine they find a trove of weapons and are beset by bringers in the dark sure and it goes pretty bad uh no one dies that we see right uh i mean so it goes the initial phase is fine yes. but it's a two-phase process actually it's sort of interesting because so they're there they find the arsenal they fight some bringers they do seem to come out ahead and then both they and buffy find a way down mm-hmm. which i guess is sort of it's kind of like some nice symmetry buffy she sees this trap door and what does she do she she does a slide oh my god she angel <laughs> slides her way down yes. into this when i saw it i couldn't fucking believe my eyes like on her stomach jumps down what since the heady days of season two Two? that was season one because it's when they first kiss and she realizes he's a vampire and he jumps out her window just phenomenal stuff this it must have been so complicated to film for no reason yeah for it to look silly why does she have to to penguin slide into the stupid trapdoor? I don't know. I don't know. Crazy pants. Anyway, she finds her way down here. <laughs> Buffy finds this amazing axe. And what does Faith find? I, I kind of love it. Aww. Because Faith is directed down. I guess the, the potential is pointing out that there's a way down. But what yeah. I got out of it was a potential says, Hey, look at that thing. And Faith has to go like five minutes away to find the thing that was being pointed at inside of a chest. And I'm like, what? Yeah. That's weird. It was all pretty, pretty weird stuff. So yeah. So yeah, Buffy has found the scythe. Mm. Scythe. It is Whatever. a scythe. Axe, yeah. scythe, they're basically the same. It's red and badass. I'll have a picture for it. Yeah, we're we're gonna get we're gonna get maybe a better picture next episode, but this is presumably the thing that Caleb wants. Mm-hmm. Probably the thing that that nice stone tablet told him that he couldn't yep. have. <laughs> And um, given that it's still stuck in the stone, <laughs> probably hasn't really been working for him trying to get it. Not yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. But Buffy's here and she's going to get it. It's going to be great. And she was right. She was right all along. <laughs> she was right, but she was also wrong in every way that counts. Yeah. And that's what we need to remember. Every way that she wanted to go about doing this was previously yeah. wrong. Like this plan, this was a good plan. And it worked out because her plan was to dodge and not get hit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's got the dexterity it for that. It worked because she... it's an entirely different plan than the one that yeah. got her kicked out of the house, which was a straw breaking the camel's back sort of situation. Right? Where everyone's like, Buffy, this is the same plan as last time when we all basically got injured or killed. Yeah. Faith is not so lucky right. in what she finds. No, because she finds a bomb that's got like eight seconds left on it. It's not a lot of seconds on it. 
It's really not. And you're like, gee, I guess the location that the spooky bringer told you about wasn't so safe after all. Ah, uh, yep. <laughs> yep. So that is what we got for our episode. Very dramatic end to this boring episode. Michaela, do you like this episode? No. Yeah. I actually had a much worse time than I was anticipating. Yeah, samesies. I was like, all right, yeah. three episodes from the end. They got this shit on lock. This is the seventh season. They know what they're doing. And I was like, wow. No. They don't know what they're doing right now. Yeah, it turns out. And like, you know, it's it's tough. Like, they all blur together for me in season mm -hmm. seven. So at no point was I like, okay, I know exactly what's happening in this episode. And like, I think I kind of knew that these separate things happened. Right. But I didn't super remember them all. And I definitely didn't expect them all to be in the same episode. Yeah, I was really hoping Buffy would like get to the vineyard a little earlier and then that wasn't happening. I'm like, oh boy, what are we going to do until then? Turns out not too much. Buffy stealing a house from a person is something that will <laughs> actually stay with me long past <laughs> any of the other events of this episode. Oh, yeah. Because it's so yeah. memorably bad. Yeah. yeah. It is a cruel so thing to do and she does it horribly. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So that that's my uh my takeaway from this. Michaela, who won this episode? I'm tempted to say Buffy. Okay, yeah. She gets over some stuff with Spike and then she finds a cool scythe. Like she makes a plan that works. Yeah, that too. Which is pretty good. Um, this goes pretty great for Spike too. Yeah, yeah. He's mad a lot of the time. <laughs> But, like, he feels righteous in his anger. Whether or not he's right doesn't actually <laughs> matter. Because he feels right. And then he gives a speech to Buffy that no one remembers. <laughs> but it seems like Buffy likes it, which is good for him. Absolutely. <laughs> ah, but... Buffy probably won more. I think Buffy though. wins yeah. more. Michaela, do you have a favorite outfit from the episode? Oh, oh, there's not too much to pick. No. Everything's the same as last time, basically. I'm gonna go with that pastel dawn mm, number. Because at least it was, at least it was memorable. It's true. You know, I, I definitely noticed it. Yeah. I have a uh, a fun deleted scene for Ooh. you from the, the wiki. I don't normally, normally these are useless, right? right? So I don't, this is just, I can see why they cut it, <laughs> but I kind of wish it was in there. Andrew, I spy with my little eye something that begins with a Y. Spike, a Y. There's nothing in here that, Andrew, yet another tapestry. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm so sad that they cut that. Cause right? I it's so short. They could have fit it in somewhere else. They could have deleted that Spike thing and just had that in right. there. Just, just delete any part of anything kennedy says yeah. you know just cut her off mid-sentence it doesn't matter <laughs> oh all right michaela teeks did teeks. not write a review for this episode nah. we do have reviews for this episode uh, though and one okay, in particular okay. caught my eye now Ooh. Joxer Lives is an right. IMDb reviewer that has gone through quite a few of these and produces very high quality reviews and they're like very comprehensive. They've got a bunch yes. of different aspects to them. The good, the bad, best line, women good slash men bad, G's with an exclamation mark, kinky dinky, captain subtext, Guantanamo Bay, kills, alternate Scoobies, total number of Scoobies, notches on Scooby bedpost, <laughs> questions oh and observations, and then marks out of 10. So like really in depth. So we're not going to go through too much of this, but the title of the review really caught my eye because it's just titled, oh. she's the king of the Britons. <laughs> okay. Referring to Buffy pulling a scythe out of a stone. Oh, it's very sword in the yeah. stone. Oh boy. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like Caleb isn't allowed to pull it out because he's not special. <laughs> so the good, wonderful yeah. scene between Faith and the mayor slash first. So great to see him back. Agreed. Buffy finally bests Caleb and some Buffy and Spike scenes to set Spuffer's hearts aflutter. Boo. Oh, and everyone has loads <laughs> of sex. I'll also give that a thumbs up. The bad. I know Spike's <laughs> trapped in the mission, but what about Andrew? Surely he can pop out, get a paper or something. What does Caleb want with the scythe? What good is it to him? We've actually covered that. It's frustrating because he can't have it and that's unacceptable because it's something that a woman can have that he cannot have that he can't have yeah uh surely the scoobs must realize that the bringer will tip off the first allowing to set the trap or yeah like uh, very Mm. much so or that it's always been a trap yep yeah anyway bunch of good stuff uh (laughs) i like the total number of total number of scoobies 35 or so and you're like holy shit (laughs) it just ends with like this list of potentials and then and an indeterminate number of potentials they're everywhere (laughs) they're on every piece of furniture and the the fashion for all of them is insane it's always panning across (laughs) these insane outfits hate them all and you're just like i can't well not only do i not have time to try to capture what's happening but like i don't know who these people are so i can't be like oh can you see that crazy thing that blah 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 was wearing because i don't know her name she probably doesn't even have they don't have names no all right michaela that is about it for this one i'm actually interested to know where this ranks in the total 144 episodes that's a good question because the the imdb ranking is good to be artificially inflated for sure Viewed by spuffy yeah yeah but like this is certainly ranked higher than oh wow 55 out of 144 no 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 that's no, insane no, no, no. that's insane yeah, that's not true all right well that's fine we only have two episodes left jesus christ of this entire show over two wow. and a half yeah. years of our lives yeah, it's been a it's while. come down to this. Is it a two-parter? <sighs> not technically. Like, it's not named blah, 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 part one. Okay. Buffy is going to do some things to start. And people are going to start to prepare for the last episode. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that I would call it a two-parter. Are we doing them as two separate episodes? I think we should. Because I think we're going to talk too much <laughs> in the last one it's anyways. So about just like long. Right, about random other nonsense. Shit. So, like, I don't know that doing them together makes All right. sense. What is it called? The second to last episode. End of Days. End of Days. And I think I've seen this enough on Google Play. The last one's called Chosen, right? Yeah. yeah. Google Play has ruined that for um, you, fine. which really is yeah, not. Chosen. Yeah. Oh, wow. Someone's chosen in this show? Oh, crazy. Anyway. Ooh. Ooh, I really like this IMDb description. Ooh, nice. Read it off. Buffy has a powerful new weapon, but the gang cannot find any information about the origins of the mysterious scythe. Eventually, the Slayer goes herself in search of knowledge and finds a new ally, an old friend, and great danger. <sighs> okay, so it sounds like we've got a familiar face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who do you think it could be? Angel? Yes! Yeah. That's the only <laughs> one mean, that makes got... sense, right? It, it would be insane we've if got Angel didn't show up again. Everyone else, too. I guess Everyone we don't have else. Cordelia or Oz. No, and like, yeah, this is mm, this is Angel season four, so we're not. Yeah, Cordelia's off doing some questionable stuff. I'm so excited to learn about this. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> that's so stupid. Uh, I was reading the Wikipedia page, and I was just like, how do I even? How do I? <laughs> 
Anyways. Looking forward to that. Okay. End of days. We've got a new friend, an old ally. Very exciting. Yeah. And great danger. Don't forget. Great danger. I'm sure. Whatever yes. that means. Yeah. Does faith survive? Question mark. Find out Question next time. Mark. And yeah, until then, our listeners can always reach out via email, beyondthenew.hellmouth at gmail.com. Our pictures will be up on Facebook. And if you want to reach out to us personally, you can do so on Supernatural Connections, which is a social network for the lovers of the paranormal. I'm on there <laughs> at Spookemups, Michaela. I'm on there at Jared Padalecki will always be Dean to me. Uh, did they change Dean? Dean Winchester? No. So in, in Gilmore Girls, oh. Jared Padalecki plays Dean. And on Supernatural... He plays Sam, but his brother is named what? Dean. What? Oh, God, why? <laughs> so it's it's real confusing. Those idiots. <laughs> but I, I look at Jared Padalecki and I still see Dean all these years later. You're right, stupid too. Stupid Dean hair. Mm. Anyways. <laughs> Make sure to hashtag all those ghost stories. Welcome to the Hellmouth so we know you came from the show. And until next time, farewell, farewell from, from the, the Hellmouth. 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 Hellmouth.